You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 82. Today is the third of our December series on relationships at Christmas. We're coming off the third Sunday of Advent, which occurred just a few days ago. This third Sunday during the Advent season traditionally focuses on joy, the joy of Christmas. Did you know that you can experience the joy of every Christmas three times? You really can. Hang around and listen as I explain. The first joy found in each Christmas is anticipating it. You know, looking forward to Christmas and imagining what it will be like. Then there's the joy of Christmas Day and all that happens during those 24 hours. That's the second joy. Lastly, there's a joy of remembering afterwards what happened on Christmas. It's reflecting on the events of our Christmas and how what happened touched us in some way. For today, we'll just focus on the first joy of Christmas, the Christmas gift of anticipation. It all starts with Mary, the mother of Jesus, that we read about in the Gospel of Luke in the Bible. We talked a bit about Mary in last week's episode, but in review for today, she was a teenager from the little village of Nazareth. One day, the angel Gabriel, a messenger from God, visits Mary. And he tells Mary three things that will happen to her in the next few months. First of all, she's going to conceive a child, even though she's a virgin. Secondly, she's going to give birth to this son. And then finally, she's going to name him Jesus. After this, Gabriel tells Mary five things about her yet-to-be-born son, Jesus, and the impact that he is going to have on the world. Gabriel tells Mary that Jesus is going to be very great. He's going to be called the Son of the Most High. Thirdly, the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Imagine that. Fourthly, he's going to reign over Israel. And then lastly, his kingdom will never end. Gabriel is telling Mary all of these things about her son, who will be born nine months later. Soon after Mary gets this news from God, she hurries off to see her elderly relative, Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth may have been an aunt or a cousin. We're really not sure. We do know that she was a blood relative of some kind. Shortly after her arrival at Elizabeth's house, Mary shares her joy with Elizabeth of what God had told her through Gabriel. You can just feel the joy in her words as she anticipates what God is going to do through her son, who is actually his son. Mary praises God for this incredible, earth-shattering, historic event that is about to happen, and how God chose to get the ball rolling by using her, a nondescript teenage girl of humble origins, from the podunk little village of Nazareth. 
What a, what a wonderful Christmas gift of anticipation Mary received from God. Mary anticipates her soon-to-be-elevated status, not because of anything she did, but only because of what God chose to do with this humble teenage girl. She is in awe of being the recipient of such a great blessing. You know, this is a, a beautiful and encouraging relationship story between lowly Mary and the God of the universe. If God will bless someone like Mary, maybe he will bless me too, and he will bless you as well. Mary's gift of anticipation is based on the character of God and what he did for many generations before hers. Mary praises God in response to Elizabeth, who tells her that she will be called blessed. And let me just read to you from the actual text of the Gospel of Luke what Mary says. It's really quite beautiful. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord! How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior! For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Because Mary calls to mind what God has done in the past for her ancestors, she can trust God and anticipate more of his goodness in moving forward in her life and in the life of her people. And what joy there is in this Christmas gift of anticipation of what Jesus is going to do next. Mary set the stage for the rest of us in showing that the real joy of Christmas is found in a relationship with Jesus. Well, what about you? Where are you finding joy this Christmas? Is there anything you can remember that God has done for you in the past that makes it easier for you to anticipate the good things that he will do for you in the future? Well, if you forget everything else, here's the one thing that I hope you remember from today's program. It's this. To best experience the Christmas gift of anticipation of what is to come, we need to reflect on what has already come, what God has already done in our lives that speak to his character and gives us confidence to trust him in what is yet to come. So, what can we do in response to today's program? I think there are several things we can do. It starts with asking a couple of questions. First one is, what can you anticipate about your relationship with Jesus based on what he has done in your life and what he has done in the past? Now, if you can't point to many things Jesus has done for you, I think it's only because you don't know him well enough yet. 
And you know, it's never too late to start getting to know him. Why not start today? And the third thing that we can do is simply to do what Mary did, as recorded in Luke's Gospel. She just believed God. Not in a, well, I hope so manner, but rather an affirmation of what God was telling her through the angel Gabriel. You know, Elizabeth tells Mary, you are called to be blessed because you believed that the Lord would do just what he said. That'd be great if we could all do that. As always, another thing you could do is to let me and your fellow listeners know what resonated with you about today's episode. The easiest way is to put your thoughts in an email and send them to me at john at caringforothers.org. Or you can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, I hope you will savor the joy found in experiencing Christmas in three ways this year, starting with the Christmas gift of anticipation of what is to come. And just like Mary, I hope your Christmas joy is based on your relationship with Jesus. Because after all, you were made for this. And now for our relationship quote of the week. I really love this one, so, so listen, pay attention, people. <laughs> if you come at four in the afternoon, I'll begin to be happy by three. <laughs> that comes from Antoine de Saint-Juperi, the author of The Little Prince. Yeah, I was able to pronounce that because I took my granddaughter to school this morning, who's a second-year French student, and she worked with me on the pronunciation. So I hope I got that right. Anyway, the, the quote is the, is the main thing. I'll say it again. If you come at four in the afternoon, I'll begin to be happy by three. Hmm. How profound. It's a gift of anticipation. Well, that's all for today. And Merry Christmas is coming soon, but we'll see you next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you.